A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I have a friend who I was very close to when I was in school and then my lifestyle changed and I got really busy because I had a job. I actually had two jobs and my like hours in life were really different. And my friend sort of confronted me that I wasn't there for her in the same way anymore. And I just remember thinking like, yeah, no, I'm not there for you in the same way anymore. And there's nothing I can do about that. And I felt her really wanting an apology for me. And I was like, I'm not sorry. (laughs) Like, I'm not sorry that I'm in a different phase of life. I think that this is just something that we have to accept about ourselves and that we have to be patient with each other and with ourselves as we grow and change and change back. And today we're talking to Rebecca, who has just had her second kid and has figured out over the last few years, how hard it is to transition from the person she was before being a mom to who she is now that she is a mom. I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and this is The Real Question. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Vanessa. So fun to see you. We should tell the people our families are friends. Like my mom almost borrowed a dress from your aunt for my brother's wedding. Yes. It's a small little world we live in. Yes. It's the West Valley Jewish world. Yes. It's so good to see you. How are you? I happen to know that you have a new little one in your life. I do. I do have a seven week old. Brand new. Yes. Brand new. How is new motherhood second time around? Honestly, I think it's a less intense transition than first time around. Okay. Because things are just, you know, I'm like, oh, babies make weird sounds. And that's not stressful. I just know that to be true. You know, it's just things that just are just going. But more hectic. Okay. So what question do you have for our podcast today? So I'm trying to figure out if I should quit mom Instagram. Okay. So there are a few accounts that I follow that are honestly really helpful. And a lot of this has to do with my toddler at this point. It's like accounts about how to feed babies and toddlers or about like toddler behavior. 
And I think they're great. I've actually learned a lot from those accounts. But at the same time, one, it makes my Instagram full of suggested things that it's like my entire Instagram is just babies and toddlers and that's just everything. Yeah. But I think more than that, right, because the algorithm's the algorithm and probably even if I stopped following things, it, it knows I'm a new mom, right? I think that part of it is that even though I've learned a lot from those accounts, it also makes it so that I'm sort of constantly thinking about being a mom. You know, with me and my husband, he's an incredible partner. He does a lot of child care. I'm really happy with sort of like the roles we've settled into. And at the same time, even though I work, right, I'm on I'm on leave right now, but I do work full time. There's a sense where I like have a hard time turning off the mom brain. Right? Like I'm always thinking about like, oh, did they nap enough today? Oh, do they need new clothes? Oh, the doctor's appointments. Like all of these things, like the mental load that women carry, which honestly, like we've actively decided that that's going to be part of my job in terms of our like division of labor in our relationship. But it's really hard to turn off. And so when I go on my Instagram, it's like perpetuating that cycle where I'm still always thinking about the things. And quite frankly, all of these accounts that I follow have websites right? If I have a question about how to feed my baby grapes, I can look it up actively. But that feels harder, quite frankly, right? Like, I'm like, okay, so I should delete these things. I should stop following them. But like, at the same time, then I have to actively do something Then I have to like search for it. And I, I do like randomly learn tips about like how to talk to my two-year-olds, you know, when she's having a tantrum that I might not have thought of to look up. So mom Instagram, it sounds like it's been really helpful on a practical level. Mm-hmm. Has it been helpful in like an emotional support? Like I feel less alone. It's not just me level. Yeah, definitely. Especially with the sleep accounts and the like toddler behavior accounts. They're pretty encouraging. Like I, I follow these accounts because they're pretty positive and they're saying like, here are some things for you to do, but like, it's okay that we all mess up, you know? And so they are helpful. Okay, good. So if there was like a, it's a wonderful life alternative reality where you like wake up tomorrow and mom Instagram didn't exist, would this be like a nightmare scenario or would you be like, oh, this is even better? Like what would, what would your feelings be? I think I'd feel like it's not a nightmare, but I feel like I'd have to do some some real work to find out some information that I, I do want. And some of it is that I don't even know what information I want until sometimes I see it. <laughs> so I think I'd, I'd wonder if there's like something I could be doing differently that would make my life better that I'm missing because I didn't even know to ask the question. At the same time... Mm-hmm. maybe I'm just over-optimizing and, like, the baby's going to sleep. And if I have a question, I'll think of it, right? Like, like maybe I just don't need all of this fed to me all the time. And that's, like, a dumb thing to worry about. I don't know. What would the upsides of it be? Or do you think it would mostly feel like, oh, no? No, I, I am really cognizant of this fact that I think, like, sometimes I wonder what it would be like to have, you know, a three hour period where I didn't think about what the best thing to do for my kids was. Like, I don't know. You know, obviously like when I'm at work, I'm at work and I'm thinking about work, but I think there's just like always this background noise 
Mm-hmm. And I, I like, actually, I don't think I can turn that off. Like, and that, that's okay. But I think I'm feeding it <laughs> by, you know, actively following all these things. But I always come back to the fact that I do learn things from it. So I don't know. Well, why do you choose to do it? Do you think you choose to do it for the education or is the fact that you learn things from it like potentially a justification? Hmm. Well, okay. I just had a new thought when you asked that, which is that like, I'm also in a million like neighborhood mom WhatsApp groups and the Jewish moms of Chicago and all of that stuff. And we talk about this stuff, right? Like I'm going to this like infant moms group once a week right now. And people like bring up these accounts and bring up these techniques. And I'm like a second time mom in some of these groups. And I'm like, have so much to share and so much wisdom. And like some of it's from this. And, and at the same time, I'm like, oh my God, I'm in so like everything I do, email lists and, and WhatsApp and everything and social life is all mom related. And probably I can learn stuff from just other people. But like, it's like, it's like part of the zeitgeist, right? Like we're all talking about these same accounts. They've really permeated the millennial mom life. And I think I'm like, oh, maybe I don't want to be left out of that. Like, I, I don't know. I don't want to like not know what they're talking about when they say you should do baby led weaning. <laughs> like, I don't know. Would you not, you wouldn't feel a sense of moral superiority by being like, oh, sorry, I haven't even heard of that. I'm not on Instagram anymore. <laughs> uh, Probably a little of both. Like, I think I, I I could do that, but then I think I'd also be like, shoot, what are they talking about? Sure. What is wrong with having mom be your whole identity for a little while? Because that's what I'm hearing is at the heart of this, where you're like, by following these Instagram accounts, like, that's it. That's my whole identity right now. Like, even my scrolling identity is mom. Yeah. And for some reason, it sounds like Instagram is like the last frontier of this where you're like, even my Instagram is mom. Yeah. What's hard about that? I don't know. I think like I've loved being a mom. I chose very carefully to have these two children. And... Especially with after having my first and going back to work, I had a really hard time going back to work and not because I had any desire to be a stay-at-home mom. I did not and I still do not. I love daycare and I love my job, but it felt really hard to care about other things at the same level that I cared about them before especially when it comes to my job, I work in a field where I do the work because I care about it. Like I work for a nonprofit, like I'm doing this job because it's like a passion of mine and I think it's good work. And it's not just my job, right? Even like my, I know like some of my friendships suffered. In the first year of my older daughter's life, I like really let a friend down. Like a friend who was going through something really hard herself who like normally I would be the person who is calling and texting and checking in. And I like forgot about it. And like, she brought that up to me and I felt awful and I still feel terrible, even though like we are totally past it and it is fine. And like, I try to be forgiving of myself because like, 
you know, postpartum depression is real, but like, I want to be somebody who is committed to my work and I wanted to be somebody who is committed to my friends and my other relationships and my family and all that stuff. And, and, and I know that at this point I'm going to be a mom first and I'm okay with that. I'm proud of that. I'm happy. I like, that's what I want, but like, it can't be everything. And I think that now that I've had a new baby and I'm on maternity leave right now and like, it's so all consuming. And that's that's like right now, like society and my friends and my work, right? Everyone's like, that's what you're allowed to do. And then in November, I'm going to go back to work and I'm like supposed to be something else. And like, I don't know if I can. It feels like last time I did that, it didn't go great. So I think I'm like thinking about this a lot now with my new baby because I'm wondering if that transition is going to be that hard again and if I'm going to like be able to go back to balancing things in my life now that I have two kids. Right. And so, yeah, I think you're right. Like Instagram is like, like even my Instagram, like it's like, it is sort of like the, in some ways most ridiculous, but also like indicative of what I've chosen to spend all of my free time on. Yeah. So this friend who you feel as though you let down, is it possible that this friend missed you? and felt disappointed and that you didn't do anything wrong? No, I did something wrong. Hmm. (laughs) Like she was going through something like a family tragedy and like needed people to be there for her. So it was like, it was more than just like not keeping up with a friendship. Like there are other friends who like I lost touch with a little bit and I don't feel bad about it in the same way. But isn't it possible that two people are going through level one urgent things at the same time and like can't be there for each other? Yes, that is possible. And that that's sad and like grievable and like really sad and hard, but it just doesn't mean anyone did anything wrong. Yeah. I don't know. You can push back again that you like really did fuck up, but like, it just sounds to me like it was not something you were physically capable of doing at the time. If someone is stuck under something heavy and you literally can't lift it because you can't lift it, like it sucks, but like, it doesn't change the fact that you can't lift it. Yeah. I think looking back on it, I think like I didn't really have capacity to do something different. But I guess I'm looking to see if there's ways where that that can be less true in the future, right? Because, like, I I like my identity as a good friend, right? I don't want to lose that. I think you still are a good friend. Yeah. I would imagine that when this friend told you that really hurt me, you were like, I am so sorry I hurt you. Yeah. Right? Like... If you were to disappoint your husband, wouldn't you still feel like you were mostly a good wife? Yeah. I don't know what the answer is on Instagram and we can, we can circle back to it, but it sounds like what you need is just like more self grace. It's really possible that your identity as good friend matters to you just as much 
and is just going to look a little bit differently until both kids are in kindergarten. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I feel so far away. <laughs> I know, but what if I told you that in the meantime, like, this is you doing a good job. This is you doing a great job. It's just that hard. Yeah. I mean, it's just like you are holding yourself to such a high standard where like you shouldn't just be breastfeeding and then eventually weaning your baby. You're like, should I also be doing self-led weaning? And should I still be the exact same kind of friend I was before and feel about my work the same way I did before and be a totally changed person and yet also the exact same person? Like- this is just like actually an impossible standard that you are holding yourself to. Of course you're changed and you're not changed for the better or the worse. You're just, you're changed. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big change. It's a huge change, but I don't know. Someone who gives a little bit less of a shit at work. That's a great <laughs> vibe. We should all care less about our jobs. Just job. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a hard transition. And I think I think I like thought I sort of started getting into the rhythm of it. And then I was like, and now there's another baby. <laughs> so I see that it's like possible to have that balance. And I and I do not plan on having any more kids. So possible to have that balance. What does that mean? To like find find a balance that feels like it's not the same priorities and the same amount of attention as it was before to the other things. But like, I have some capacity for those other things. I guess it'll just take some time. What if I were to tell you that you have the optimized amount of balance right now for the situation that you are in? The language that you just said that I'm still like, "Mm," about is you were like, I think it's possible to find that balance, which like still gives me the sense that you're like out there with a flashlight looking for something and like not just accepting that this is where you are and sitting on the couch and being like, this is it. This is the phase that I'm in. What about this feels bad and like you still need to be out there looking for more balance? I like, I want to be sort of where you're pointing me. Like, that sounds nice, right? To feel like I'm just going to be in this phase. You know, the newborn phase is so weird. It's like you're so busy and, you know, you're feeding every two and a half hours and you're not sleeping and all this stuff. But at the same time, at the end of the day, you sort of look at the day and you're like, did I do anything? (laughs) Um, Like, I didn't. Yes, you kept a child alive. But it's like all the normal markers of, of productivity that we've been, you know, it's like I didn't even fold the laundry, forget anything outside. And it's like, as a person who like always had like 12 extracurriculars and was like, did all the things, even, even as an adult, like I was in like a dance group and I like used to have hobbies and do things. And, and it's just like, it's just such a drastic difference. I do miss the other version of myself. But do you think that you have access to that other version of yourself right now? No. (laughs) Like, I don't think I have the energy to be that person. 
I mean, you're just like not that person right now. Yeah. I'm not sure I even want to be that person right now, but I, I do, I do, I do miss it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she was great. She slept. She did sleep really well. <laughs> I mean, she's not going to come back, right? Like a different version of you and her will emerge and, and hopefully just like a more fulfilled version that's like also a mom and, you know. Right. Kids grow up and go away. So I think it's just like really important that you hold on to this like desire for this other part of you. But I don't know. I think like stay on the Instagram apps while they're little because like this is this is where you are. This is where you are. You're breastfeeding every two and a half hours. Yeah. And then I don't know. You go back to work in November and you're like, okay, maybe now it's time to unfollow these Instagram accounts because I'm mom, but I'm also working lady again. And I like working lady. And so I'm going to unfollow these two mom accounts and still follow these other two, but I'm going to follow this worky account. And it's just like all phases. Yeah. I think trying to lean into the phase that I'm in is, I think, yeah. what I'm taking most from this and like just being okay with that being, being the right now phase. And part of it being the right now phase is Grieving the last phase. Yeah. Like that is part of the work of any phase. Yeah. How does, how does it feel to be like, yeah, this is the phase I'm in. Like, does it feel like giving up or does it feel like trying to embrace something? Like how, how does that feel? You look sad. No, no, I'm not sad. I think, I think that it feels like what I've been sort of trying to do and maybe not totally letting myself do for, for two years, right. Since, since my first daughter was born. And I think it's something that I've like known, you know, I should lead into this time and not in like the annoying way where people are like, they grow up so fast. And so like, enjoy this like nap trapped time because you know, you'll never get it back. Like, no, like, because like, this is like my life and I'm, and I'm happy, you know, like I am. And I think that maybe a little bit of like, not sadness, but just sort of maybe sadness is like, it's like, I have to actively do that. Right. And I have to like, stop questioning it. Right. I think that the like, Instagram part of this, which was obviously just sort of like a surface level part of this, it was sort of like, Am I, am I really there? Is that like really okay to like, that's the content I want right now? Like, I think I was maybe a little judgy of myself for being like, I, I would like to know how to, you know, optimize naps. Like, that's what I care about right now. And like, okay, that's what I care about right now. And other things will come back or they won't. And that will be good. I think I've like known that for a long time, but it's, it's been hard to like say out loud. <laughs> yeah. And just as someone who has known you for 15-ish years, I can just say, like, you can pretty reliably trust your heart that you're not going to start following where you are to bad places. 
it's all going to be good. It's just all going to be hard and full of, of some grief. Yeah. Transitions are hard. Transitions are so fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> and kids are always transitioning. Always. <laughs> always. And so you're not just doing your transitions, you're doing their transitions. And then time starts going by faster. And also your parents are aging. So there are those transitions. And there's something about middle age where it's all the transitions all at once. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if Instagram helps. Stay on Instagram. Use whatever you've got. I like that. (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much for coming on. And I'll talk to you soon. Okay. You've been listening to Should I Quit, our latest season of The Real Question. Our show is funded through our Patreon at patreon.com slash realquestionpod. If you are a regular listener, we would love your support. Another way you can support the show is by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at realquestionpod and Twitter at therealqpod. We love to shout out our BFF tier patrons, Molly Reilly, Kristen Hall, Mary Margaret, Becky Boo, Jenny Cruz, Amanda Schramm, Shannon Sheehan, and Renee Underhill. We are a Not Sorry production. Our executive producer is Caitlin Hoffmeister, and we are edited and produced by Ariana Nettleman. Our music is by Nick Bowl, and we are distributed by Acast. Thanks so much to Rebecca for joining us today, and thanks as always to our wonderful team, Julia Argy, Nikki Zoltan, Laura Glass, AJ Uramas, Hannah Rehack, Margaret H. Wilson, Courtney Brown, Natalie Folkerts, Casper Turkile, and Stephanie Paulsell. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.